Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey, everyone. You're listening to Human to Human, the show that connects truths and bridges the gaps between our human experiences, one conversation at a time. I'm your host, Stacey Ike, and I'm so glad you're here. This episode's special guest is Monique Coleman, actress, host, and philanthropist. In our Human to Human conversation, Monique and I talk about our God-given right to take up space, to be seen, to be vulnerable, and to be loved fiercely as we already are. And y'all, this conversation is so good and you're about to find out why. Before each episode, I give a few recommendations based on the conversation that you're about to hear. I'll share a song to add to your playlist and a book to check out. I also share a reflection question based on something sparked by the episode. So here goes. This week's song to put on repeat is, She got it, she got it, babe. Y'all didn't ask me to sing, but I had to. (laughs) It's by Jay. Um, This week's read is, Girl, Wash Your Face by Rachel Hollis. And the reflection question is, Do I trust enough to try? Don't hesitate to leave your response in the comments or at stacyack.com. Now, let's get into this amazing conversation with the multi-talented Monique. Oh my gosh, I'm so happy to be here with you. Uh, you. You described it so beautifully. The way that we met was such an instant connection. Like it was like, it felt like, oh, hey girl, good to see you. I haven't seen you in this lifetime yet, but like, good to see you again. <laughs> like there was just this feeling of, immediate sisterhood, immediate kinship, um, and purpose, you know, like it felt like we were, you know, those moments where you're standing in the airport and then you end up sitting next to the person that you were talking to, like in the line, that person ends up being next to you on the plane. It felt like that kind of energy. Like like we were, we were meant to meet at that time. That's such a great, like, that's such a great way to look at it. I'm, I'm so excited because for, from that conversation, oh my God, you know what? And that's amazing because from that conversation too, I feel like every time we've gotten to see each other, whether it's a event or out in public or whatever, and we vibe, I feel like the thread of a lot of our conversations is like take up space. And so when I wanted to have a conversation with you for human to human, I was like, that's what I'm talking to her about. And then on top of that being something that you already advocate for, like it just made so much sense. The last time we saw each other at Koshi's event, you were all about encouraging us to take up space, like the friend group mm-hmm. that we had. And it was such an incredible moment. So I first would like to ask you, how do you define taking up space? Wow. Taking up space is allowing yourself to have what you need in a moment. Mm-hmm. It's allowing yourself to be fully seen and to live from what you desire instead of your crippling fears. Mm -hmm. I had a moment, I think a year, like last year, where I identified that vulnerability and embarrassment feel very similar in the body. I will preface this by saying I'm not a, I'm not a scientist. I am a science geek, but I'm not a scientist yet. I'm considering, but so this is just a theory. This is just a moism, but I had this moment where I was incredibly vulnerable. Like I, I let myself be truly vulnerable in a moment 
And then it was followed by this level of feeling embarrassed. And I realized that 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 wasn't true, that we are conditioned to feel that being seen is not safe. Because to be seen could be to be harmed. If I'm seen as beautiful, I can, someone can want to take that from me. If I'm seen as strong, someone's going to want to diminish me. If I'm seen as talented, someone's going to be jealous of me. If I'm seen as not caring, maybe people won't care about me. That ultimately, it, I don't know that we feel safe to be seen for fear of persecution, for fear of not surviving if we are seen as we truly are. And yet, when we don't allow ourselves to be seen, we can't attract that which is like us. So it's only in facing that fear of what happens if you see me and you don't like me? What happens if you see me and you don't love me? What happens if you leave me when you see me? I don't think most of us realize that A, we will be okay. And B, that it's actually the test. It's, it's, it's part of the contract that you made with God about your purpose was that you would not let anything come up against it. And you can't fulfill your purpose. You cannot impact lives, namely your own, if you do not allow yourself to take up the space that you require every day. Deep breath. Deep breath, everyone. Um, That is so incredibly important to a conversation like this and also to truly be able to encourage and nourish ourselves through those moments of like dang okay I was feeling that because in my head everyone just took a deep breath with me because the safety of being seen we're we're truly not taught that in the beginning and at the end of the day the people that we want to see us they also are not taught oh my gosh I can just see my person without judgment we're all taught that wait if they're being truly themselves they must be this and on the other hand you're like well, if I'm being truly myself, I must be this, which are both extremely not true. And for you to even talk through that moment of, you can't even fulfill who you are without taking up that space. What are the steps? Because the first step, as you said- And the space was made for you. So it's empty without you. There's no one who can fill that space. There's a lot of imposters. And most of us think that we have imposter syndrome, but in fact, we have get up and get off our throne syndrome where we actually leave our post. It's not that we don't know who we are. We know exactly who we are, but we're trying to not be that. We want to be something else or someone else. But when we really understand our capacity, we recognize that, no, that big, that big old chair is mine for a reason. Because I have a lot of big decisions that I need to make and I need a strong back and something to support me and to hold me and to ground me while I make these big decisions. I don't think that most of us have really allowed ourselves to think as big as we need to, to understand what space we require in order to even be able to take it up in the first place. Why do you think we don't think about it? I think a lot of us uh, are told things about ourselves that we believe. 
-hmm. about who and what we are and what we're capable of based on other people's limitations and other people's shortcomings or or, uh, disappointments. And we didn't live in a world that supported it sincerely and genuinely, not from a like trying to be optimistic. I, I, I am a proud pessimist. My pessimism is so strong because I, it's like, no, I don't know. But if you want it to be, my, my optimism comes from my extreme pessimism. Like my extreme, like, I mean, maybe it will and maybe it won't. But it will if you make it happen. <laughs> but if you do something, but maybe if you actually activate, then it will happen. But I don't have like a, a naturally, like people think of me that way. Like they, they would assume that I would be kumbaya. And I'd be like, oh my God, like I believe that everything is going to work out for the best interest of everyone. No, I don't believe that. I actually believe the opposite. I believe it's not going to work out for nobody. <laughs> it's not going to work out for nobody. It's not going to work out for you. It's not going to work out for me. It's not going to work out for anybody unless I show up to my life. Like, unless you show up in your life, it's not going to work out. Like, don't just sit here thinking, oh, it's just going to work out. Like, oh my God. Like, yeah, Jesus. Jesus is walking alongside you. That, 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 that moment where, where the, that, that footprints, I don't know, you know, if anyone knows this reference, but there's this wonderful um, uh, image in, in, Christian imagery of this thing called footprints. And it's, it's these two footprints walking alongside one another. And then there's this moment where life got really hard and it was only one footprint. And, and the person that was walking was like, God, why did you abandon me in that moment? It's like, no, that was when I was carrying you. Mm-hmm. We are never abandoned. We are never, we are never, uh, the space is always made for us where we are in our development, that's where we have to be cognizant of. We have to say that seat in media and entertainment is already made for you. It was made when you were born. That legacy, that, that thing that is, that we are creating if you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. At participating McDonald's. It's already done. Our job is simply to remove the distractions, to disbelieve the lies. Yeah unlearn the things that kept us small yes and be brave enough to be seen in process Ooh. that is what it is you're, you're talking I believe, we don't want to be seen in our process i don't want you to see me get up. I want you to see me standing up. I don't want you to see me. I don't, (laughs) this is for the black girls. (laughs) You know, to walk from the bowl at the salon to the the thing. Go there. (laughs) You're like, please don't let anyone see me (laughs) walk. (laughs) I don't want to make the walk from the bowl to where she's going to put my hair out (laughs) because I am all for (laughs) self-esteem. 
I am all for being natural. I told you I have not put on makeup till today. It's been a minute. Thank you for the opportunity. <laughs> um, but when I say that, like, I never lack, it, I never lack esteem as much as I do in that moment when I walk from the bowl <laughs> to the chair, when she's going to pick my hair out and I'm just like, Lord, I feel like that's how we approach our lives. We're like, Lord, please don't let them see me when I doubt. Please don't let them see me when I lose. Please don't let them see me when I feel like nothing, when I feel small, when I feel like a failure. Don't let them see me like that. And I think the reason why we do that is because we know that's not who we are. But if we would let people see us there, if we would let people see us in any state that we are truly in, not only are we like Marianne Williamson's quote, our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate, our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure, it is our light and not our darkness that most frightens us. Your playing small does not serve the world. Who are you to be fabulous, wonderful, amazing? Who are you not to be? And the end of it is that as you allow your light to shine, you unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. And that is our opportunity when we show up. Showing up is not about being polished. It's not even about being together. It's about being present. That's all it is. So to show up, to take up space, is to simply say, I don't know what this present moment holds, but I'm going to be in this present moment to see what's possible. And whatever comes, I trust that I'll be safe. Yeah, wow. I'm, I'm, mm, I'm, really, I'm really sitting with, we don't wanna be seen getting up because it is, you're really asking us as a collective to let go of perfection. In those, in so many words, you're saying, hey, the only reason you don't want to do this versus this is because this requires you to look a certain way. It looks perfect, even though it's not. Mm. You know, Mm. so we need perfection to feel worthy. We need to feel attached to that because the truth is if we stop choosing perfection, if we stop running after that, then we're just like all we're just all here and like, we all just love each other for who we are. And it's like, yes, exactly. Oh, you mean, actually, oh, you, no, even, even that and, oh, you mean, so I'm not gonna buy your product? Oh, so you mean I'm not gonna buy the lies that you told me about what I need in order to be valuable, worthy, and okay? Oh, you mean that I'm actually going to divest from the things that are hurting me and I'm gonna feed the things that feed me back? Oh, that's what, Oh, that's what's going to happen? On top of that, I'm going to set boundaries. I'm going to like actually trust myself throughout the process. I'm going to oh, say yes and no. And I'm going to mean no. I'm going to say yes and I'm going to mean yes. I'm not going to question because what I actually want is valid. All things not associated with standing straight and that's the only time people see you. Not associated. If we decided to continuously keep the camera on as we're actually getting up because... Getting up could be 15 years. It could be eight years. It could be six years. It could be, it could be two. But we don't want, and it, it's painful talking through this because 
Oh my God. Wow. I'm I'm like, I know. I just, I know. It feels like my face. (laughs) I'm like, I wish people could see it. Like I, I know that people are being impacted by this moment. I know that I know that people are being impacted by this moment because for far too long, we have not, we have, the sirens are going off outside. Everything's like, I, because for far too long, we have looked outside of ourselves for what makes us matter. And that they need us to buy that narrative so they can keep selling you that narrative. They need you to believe that because then you will constantly be looking outside of yourself. You will never feel enough. And, and not only do they, but do we need it too? Does it keep us tethered to our family? Does it keep us... Does it keep us tethered to relationships that we've outgrown? Does it help us to stay in cities and places out of loyalty when it's really maybe convenience? Like how many words are we misappropriating and calling them being responsible? Yes. Or safe. Or when I could walk outside and caring. I want to be the caring person. So I show up in places that literally don't serve me anymore because I care. I don't know. It's it's um and, and the misuse of that. I think this is what I think. I think when you don't take up, it's so funny. I, I want to be like, thank you guys for being here, because <laughs> like, I, I like I feel the energy of like of, of the that are that are that are going to receive this. Um, when you don't show up fully, where are you? Right. So like so like if I don't take up space here. If energy doesn't die, it's just transmuted. It's just go somewhere. Is that the seed of my depression? Is that the cornerstone of my anxiety? Does every sweat bead, is every sweat bead attached to a moment I didn't take? something I didn't say, an unbrave, unrealized opportunity to be seen so that someone else can see themselves. Because not to get way too spiritual here, but in whatever faith you participate, in whatever, if you, if you believe, if you believe, that there is something bigger than you and that there is some sort of divine order and that there's something like there's a, there's a, there's something that is seeing itself more clearly through our experience of our, like of us moving forward, that that that's how it sees itself. Anything that would need to divide itself into 8 billion to see itself reflected back to itself And the opportunity to be one of those sparks. We are so afraid of what we will destroy or burn down or how we will, what will happen if if we are out there or if if, if we mess up. But the same thing that could destroy 
ignites. The same moment that can feel crippling can be a catalyst. Often is. So how is insecurity, self-doubt, holding yourself back, not showing up, how is that not the biggest trick of the devil? And I don't even say that word. Like that actually slipped out. I don't even say that word because I don't even believe that in that way. But as an adversary, because I'm an advocate, I've identified myself. I am an advocate. I'm an advocate for humanity. I'm- Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I'm an advocate for young people. I'm an advocate for the underserved. I'm an advocate for people who need a voice. If I were an adversary, where would I attack you? What would be more crippling than not having the resources? What would be more crippling than not having the intellect or the talent? The only thing that would be more crippling than any of those things is not having the will and the belief to take up space. Because for as long as I believe that that five-year-old is not my ancestor (laughs) and I don't listen, for as long as I don't recognize these moments as being divine appointments, for as long as I don't see my friendships as assignments, for as long as I am passive about what I do today and who I do it with and how much time goes on and what's going on for as long as like, I mean, maybe as long as I do that, all of the divinity and every person who is attached to my legacy is still standing in line. But the minute, the minute you say, I have this idea of this thing that I'm gonna do and you don't follow it with an excuse as to why you're not gonna do it, someone just got a little closer to their dream because of the space that you took up. And we had a conversation before this and I'm just gonna bring this one point up. I see that in you and I'm just gonna say it so that everybody else who's watching it, watching this moment, can see that they see that in you too. That you're taking up space in this way. You no longer asking yourself who you are to do whatever. And I know people are watching, feeling the same way, asking themselves, who am I? Who am I to speak up? Who am I to have a platform? Who am I? Who am I? I don't know, who are you? Please tell us, you're welcome. It's your space. Take it, claim it, define it, own it, and then give it to someone else and keep doing that. I think I only asked her one question, guys, by the way. (laughs) I think we're 
one question. <laughs> talk. Thank you so much for inviting me to this oh, TED My goodness. I think. We're but right. honestly, it's spirit. It's not me. It's spirit. It's when spirit shows up and, and decides to move in a space, it's just a privilege to be able to, for the computer to work, <laughs> like, like for the, for the, for the button to work and for, for my dog to stay put. Like, this isn't me. This is not, this is, this is not me. And, and, and I, and I, and I, I have to, to exclaim that with every exclamation point, this is not me. This is what is available to each of us. Each of us is, is, is given gifts. We are given the gift. And I believe that I've been given the gift to see. I've been given the gift of seeing people, um, and, and when we allow ourselves to activate our gifts, woo, spirit shows up in ways that are unpredictable. First of all, thank you so much because we did have a call before this and you truly poured into me in a way that changed the framework of the interview, but, but almost also not really. It just kind of like did a swirl right back to the same spot because the connection we had was already there, but you just like, like, hey, I'm going to take us for a quick ride and then we're going to go back to the middle and that's what it is. And it just, it is very, uh, it's so interesting to, to, to realize and remember that the moments that we truly decide to be ourselves and we truly stop asking those questions of, not necessarily stop asking who I am, but start declaring who you are. Mm. You start showing up because mm. you even recognize this show as something that you're like, girl, this is you taking space and me taking months to get here months to be like is it worth it do people care everything's too much anyway i'm gonna take a step back i know i've been doing it but nobody cares like that was really something i was dealing with and battling with for for weeks and it was very painful and i'm grateful for friends and for people and for family who were like by the way we see you hello what you're doing is necessary you've got to do it and then you and then also then i look at myself like this isn't really about me doing anything it's about mm. what's necessary for the people in line. And when you start looking at it like that, oh God, you know what I'm saying? And it's just like, mm. so for everybody. Well, it happens everywhere because the, this is also the trick. They're not going to show up right away. They're all going to show up late. Ooh. It's like when you're waiting for your birthday party everybody's going to show up late to, to see if we leave. God is giving us a chance to say, how much is it really worth? For you, it was a couple of weeks. Could it be somebody's years? Could you put in years? Could you put in decades? Somebody's listening right now who feels like they're too old. You're not too old. Right. You're not too old. You're right on time. You're seasoned. You don't take a dish out of the oven before it is fully cooked. You just don't do that. And some dishes, you can't even check on them. You will ruin them. You cannot open that oven. You will ruin the dish if you open it. Stop opening our stuff prematurely and stop looking at it and saying it's not working just because you can't see it. You don't see the seed every day. You don't watch the seed. 
The seed doesn't grow because you watch it. The seed grows because it's a seed. That is its function. It's a seed. It's going to grow. There are going to be circumstances. There will be weather. There will be conditions. Those conditions will impact how much and when and how. But those are just conditions. The seed is the seed and the ground is the ground. If that seed is meant to come out of that ground, it will. Now, if you're too scared to plant that seed, if you're too worried about that seed, if you check in on that seed too much, if you're uprooting that seed every five minutes because you just don't believe in your, and you're worried and wondering about the seed, the seed can't ever take root. So to see you here and to see this space you've created and to know that like, yeah, it took some months to get here. Amazing. That's so amazing that it didn't take years. And it's, I'm so grateful to be, you know, here with you in, in this stage of it, because I, I really see this as being a platform and more than a platform, but a message that is needed in this time. We need to get back to being humans, people, again, just, and that's how we met. Yeah, I know you wanted to talk about that. I want to share the, the way that we met, like yeah. the moment. Yes. Ooh, go ahead, please. Hey, did you offer me a drink? I think that's what I happened. Did. Yes, I went to get you a drink. Yes. I went to get you a drink and I was like, hey, I'm, I'm going to go get mine. Can I grab you one? And yes, that's what happened. Yes. And the way we met is that days before I had had a miscarriage, four days before, Mm -hmm. and we were at an all white party. And I knew all that it took for me to get there. And I questioned my being there my, my going the whole time. Am I overachieving? Why do I feel, am I going to get my picture taken? Why do I feel the need to go to an event four days after the hardest thing I've ever been through as an adult? And my reasoning for going was because I said, it's a black excellence lunch and nothing changed it. Like life doesn't alter or change go leave if you need to be what you need to be do. And that moment was a trigger because I forgot that I wasn't pregnant. And when you asked me if you could get me a drink, I was about to be like, no. And then I remembered, oh, right, I guess. And then I didn't know who I was or how I felt. And I blurted it and I said it. Yeah. And that was how we connected. I, I just, said it out loud. Hey there, ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah, or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. 
So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. I said, hey, just so you know, this moment isn't about you. It's not, you didn't do anything. I, I feel like I'm being weird right now. But I actually just had a miscarriage a couple of days ago. And I don't know if I want to drink. I don't know. I don't know how to feel right now or how to be. And, and I'm not going to, I'm not putting that on you. Like you need to deal with that. But I just want to let you know that I'm kind of struggling. I'm, I'm kind of struggling with that question in this moment. Um, and thank you for letting me, thank you for letting me share that with you. Uh, I'm here by myself. And, uh, and I don't know how to feel right now. I don't know if you remember, but as we were talking about being willing to be seen, you didn't know me. I could have been a different type of person. I don't believe that your spirit would have let you say that out loud if I was. So honestly, that's probably not really true. But in general, you weren't sure. Yeah. And so I don't know if you remember seconds after saying that, did you, did that moment of vulnerability and embarrassment come up again? Was there a moment of fear what 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 was happening for you i felt so safe and i felt so honored to be able to model for anybody going through anything that it was okay and i i was so grateful cuz in an earlier stage of my life i had a tendency to be overly vulnerable as a way to not be vulnerable at all breaking that down, sharing so much of myself with people that they don't get to see the, the, the real parts. Giving to strangers what I should be giving to my family and my closest friends. Receiving from a career things that I'm desiring from people. Mistaking opportunities for family, friendship and love. So that was a very profound moment because it wasn't any of those things. It was just the actual truth. And it felt so good to, to realize that there was a time in my life where I would leak because I was so needy, so needy for love, so needy for attention, so needy for belonging, so needy, but I wasn't able to share my needs with anybody in my life. I wasn't, I didn't know how to vocalize my needs. So I'm incredibly needy, but I can't vocalize them to the people that could give them to me, or they're saying that they don't want to give them to me. And I don't, and I don't have the strength to walk away or to set a boundary and go, well, if you can't give that to me, then I can't be with you. So I would just be with them, but try to get it everywhere else. And so there's another version where I wouldn't have processed my life. I wouldn't have, and I would have shown up because I believed that I needed to. I would have shown up like this. And there would be these beautiful photos that I could look at and I could see this broken girl who looked so pretty instead of a queen sitting on a throne with her court and her, and her friends and her woes and her grief because that is strength yeah. that is strength thank you for sharing that i i 
I think about that moment and everything you felt I felt. And on top of that, one thing mm. I learned is just how important it is to listen. Because again, you were sharing a very vulnerable moment in your life. And I think as people receiving a vulnerable moment from somebody, they have a tendency of, oh, here's the answer or, or do this, or let me help you offer something. Cause I feel you only needed an ear. You only needed an ear. You only needed a safe space. And we have to got be seen. to be seen, to be seen without anything other than that. And the more we can connect on that level, on a human to human level so deep as strangers that we were on that day, that's when we know we're actually, we're, the consciousness is changing, that we're moving towards, we're going back to the beginning. And I just, I so thank you for sharing that moment then and now because I cannot believe that I was able to witness your strength in that way and connect with you in that way and that you felt, I can't believe, I just, I'm, on, I'm also very honored to have been able to stand there with you because you just showed up, you took up space. I don't even think you, whether, even though you're telling me now, like, I was thinking about it, but really you, to me, I was like, she is such a person. I, it wasn't like, oh, she's so strong. And no, it's mm. she's just being right now, which made it so incredibly easy to be with you. And that is like, this is so par I, I'm, I'm floored <laughs> by just that. Like everyone needs that right now. I feel like that's the message, right? Like that's the message of this moment yeah. that, that people can take away. That's what we all really need. We need to we need to know that that the things that we need are coming, that the people that deserve us will see us and know us. That for every time you were too loud, maybe someone else was too soft. For every time you maybe took up too much space or were thought that you were too much you were just enough it really feels like that that is what it's that is what we're doing here we're saying we're advocating and we're fighting for our joy and for more moments like that yeah. to say yeah Wednesday night was the hardest night of my life but that doesn't mean that Sunday can't be the funnest I don't know if you remember leaving the brunch, going home, maybe talking to family or friends. How were you feeling? Were you? I felt so empowered as a woman, I would say, in a way, honestly. Um, I had no idea what was going to come after that. I actually ended up doing a photo shoot the next day mm. where I repurposed a shoot that I had already had. Um, and it's funny, it's on, my, it's on my Instagram page. No one knows that it's all about uh, this. Uh, I I had a sassy, a sexy, sassy photo shoot I was going to do because I was like, you know, I'm old and I'm like, <laughs> this is 38. <laughs> like that was gonna be like, that was my photo shoot or 39, oh my God. Yeah, I was like, I was gonna do my like, this is 39, like I'm hot and body <laughs> like photo shoot. Right. This happened and, and I didn't know I was pregnant when I, when I uh, decided to do the photo shoot in the first place. So I was just like, <laughs> body. Um, 
And then I decided to repurpose the shoot because I, I was, this whole experience was basically teaching me how do we navigate? I don't know how many people are watching are aware of this statistic, but one in four women that becomes pregnant loses the child. Like one in four women suffers from infant loss or infertility. It's huge. So realizing that like, wait, one in four people go through this one in four. So that means that in that room that we were in, although that was my experience of this week, it was someone's experience the week before. And it was going to be someone's experience the week after. It just is what it is. Like when the the more rooms we're in with women, the more we realize and and men and, and people just wait a minute, families are all grieving all the time. Yes. So this pandemic is actually the veil being lifted. It's not something that has happened to us. This has happened for us and it was always happening. There was always this level of fragility going on. We were always this vulnerable and we were always this susceptible. We just were not aware. That awareness doesn't change the reality of of that being the case. It's just now that it's it's revealed. And so for people that are watching and, and listening, I want us to all just remember that there's a duality going on in life in every moment. And for every loss, there's a gain. For every gain, there is a loss. And that does not have to be a sacrificial, scary way to go about life. It's just realizing that for us, forgot to take something so big, forgot to bring something so big and take something so big. There's no way that he wasn't going to leave something bigger in its place. And since then, it's been interesting. I found... Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. My artist again, like a deeper sense of myself as an artist, a true artist, not as an actor, celebrity, or but as an artist. Because artists transmute our pain. Artists transmute our joy artists this is our this is where we shine we shine in the darkness this is our moment this this is our moment to shine why because it's dark this isn't the time to be consumed and become the dark this is the time to recognize that we are the light but we can't be the light on our bathroom floor we got to be the light out there and the light sometimes is, looks dark. It looks like, oh my God, this terrible thing happened. But what is that doing? We brought the light and you were the light. Like in that moment, had I not brought my dark moment, you couldn't have brought your light. We must, to bring it back to the beginning, we must take up space because you don't get to the other lights don't get to shine if you don't bring your dark we don't get to be light all the time we also facilitate the light 
and to facilitate there being more light, I have to be honest about my brokenness. I have to be honest about my vulnerability. I have to be honest about my insecurity. I have to be honest about what this industry did to me. <laughs> like I have, and, and that's not meant to be cryptic or something. I just, cause I know people like to pick up on little things. I, I just mean like the self-esteem and, and the ways that this has, has the ways that I have allowed it to penetrate my spirit. Cause nothing has done anything to me, but the ways that living in LA and being a black actress and, and just these identifying qualities have, have impacted me have been great and it's a disservice to any young girl who looked and said I want to be like Monique when I grow up or I want to be like Taylor McKenzie or I want to be like whatever it's a disservice to each and every one of them for me to not take my lashes off sometimes it's a disservice to each and every one of them to not talk about edges and what it's like to show up on set and be like oh my god what, what happened to my edges <laughs> like right and those are those because we're in, we need to be in on the joke with each other, not against each other. Like we need to be in on it with each other. Like, oh yeah, girl, just do this to your hair. Oh, just do this. Like, cause we're not in competition with each other. We are actually together banding together to create more things in the world. We were taught, we've been, we've been made to believe that we are in competition with one another. Nothing is in competition with anything else. Nothing, literally. Everyone has a space. Nothing is in competition with the other. It, that competition fuels you taking up more of the space that you're supposed to occupy. There is a difference. The competition isn't because someone could take your space or you could take theirs. That is not the function of competition. The function of competition is to push you to take up more of the space that you are meant to occupy. No one can be Serena Williams if they try. No one, that person doesn't exist. (laughs) That person does not exist. And yet, why do we try? Because this is pushing you to be closer to and more of who you are. And this is pushing me and she might push somebody else to be their next them, but no one will ever be her because you can't be. So we shouldn't be afraid to get to leave a space to grow ourselves to incubate, to figure something out, to educate ourselves. We should never be afraid to leave a space. And no matter what you do or how much space you take up, you will never be able to take up a space that belongs to someone else, ever. And it's, it's unfortunate. Well, I was gonna say it's unfortunate, but it's not unfortunate if we're in this moment of awareness and we're making different choices. Because as you have said several times, we were conditioned. You know, I, I've said this several times this year. I know how we got here. I'm just ready to leave. I'm, I understand, I'm very aware. There, now I, I get it. I get all those moments that I thought I had to be there. I get how that fueled me thinking that this was so much more important than this, than this than literally just being self-aware in a moment than just being present. Everything else felt like it, it was so much more important, just as you said, living in LA, the stress, energy, whatever industry you were in, because at the end of the day, it's all of us having to deal with it in some way or shape or form. It's all about the perfection and the capitalism and the supremacy and the not enough narrative to continue to push us one way 
while we're all fighting with ourselves trying to figure out like this doesn't feel like me i don't get it how did i get here i know how we got here it's right it's time to go it's time to go and like i'm a that that uh that's gonna be that's the rest of my day i know how we got here i know how i got here and it is time to go that's it that we know how we got here. If we do our best, we can negate the moment of guilt and shame and all of those things that come with us trying to figure out what, but I should have known. No, it's okay. There's a reason you are here. There was literally systematic reasons why we are here. There's a systematic reason you're telling us now at 39, hey guys, we should have been told each other about edges. There's a reason. Because they, that wasn't cute when you were 22. That wasn't cute when I was in college. Nobody was telling us the truth. We weren't doing that. We're making choices to do that now. Maybe some people were, I'm not sure. But I wasn't hearing it often. And, the- and how much of your genius are we missing out on? What uh, Erica Badu flashed into my mind because the one of the most profound moments of my young adulthood was her, her at the block party taking her wig off. And I gasped <laughs> like I was like oh my god because a I didn't know that it wasn't her hair b that was like a hope for the world c that was like the most liberating thing I'd ever seen like I was like oh my god why did that ever need to be a secret like I'm so grateful that she's taking us on her journey of her hair like she's doing these micro braids down to down to the floor and whatever whatever the secrets are supposed to be passed on. This is Griot. This is what we're supposed to do. We may not have a tree that we can sit under, but this is our tree today. This is our tree. This Zoom call is our tree and we are sitting under it and we are talking because that's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to pass down the stories of how we continue to thrive here. How do we thrive here? We love one another. How do we thrive here? Well, we need to have businesses. Yeah, but those businesses can't take away from other people and be more important than what the business is meant to serve. Right. Ooh. Ooh. How are you going to be a grocery store and there's still people that no food? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> How are you going to be housing and people don't have houses? <laughs> I'm just, like, let's just be clear. <laughs> those are rooms. <laughs> those are people. <laughs> rooms need to be filled. <laughs> Another version of I know how we got here is time to leave. Stop. Ma'ams. Ma'ams and sirs. It's ma'ams and sirs. When did we start trading paper for people? Mm. What? Repeat that. When did we start trading paper? Paper. Thanks for listening to the Human Human podcast and this episode featuring a conversation with Monique. If you enjoy this episode, please subscribe, rate, leave a review. And while you're at it, share this with someone that you love or just somebody that you like, as long as you share it. Your feedback is appreciated and your thoughts are valued. Stay connected between episodes at stasiak.com slash human human, where I'll be answering this episode's reflection question. You can also connect with me on Twitter and Instagram at one takes Stace. I'm your host, Stacey Ike, and remember, we are not what we do. We are who we choose to be. So let's be curious, be in community, be love, be support, and be real together.
Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.